You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Thanks to the beer spot, your tappy place.
still raining outside man it was pouring down when I came in uh, just before midday about 11 o'clock got a bit wet 5395 let me know the weather report where you are I cannot see out the window here at BFM due to construction so fingers crossed it's fining up hey uh, it's Thursday here on the drive show so if you are a regular listener you know the drill very shortly, we'll be speaking with Chris Fowley from the Hemp Store about cannabis law reform. That's at 4.20. Should have some surf with Pete, which we'll do at 5 o'clock, thanks to Pro Gear. And then at 5.30, we're going to have a cocktail. Uh, we've got someone from Thompson Whiskey New Zealand coming in to make us, I think it's a Tom Collins. Uh, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it will be, will be good. Um, heaps of music on the show coming up for you. Loads of prizes. As you would know, all this week we've had a single pass to Big Thief at the Power Station in December, Friday night in December. The uh, very powerful energy in that room in December. Uh, there's also a combo thanks to Reburger, a delicious burger just up the road from BFM, and a brand new copy of Dropout Boogie, which is the Black Keys' new album on vinyl. Uh, we'll make up ways to give those away in the next three hours. So just stand by, keep an ear out. If you don't have a B card, you can sign up at 95bfm.com and uh, become one of the team. Open the show with some Les Big Bird. This next one is by Julia Robert, and the song's called Mud Girl. If you wish to text, text line is 5395, and the phone number is 3093879.
they refuse to give up. However, they pay the price of their persistence by enduring nights of delirium.
via the text machine. Had a couple of texts coming through so far. Uh, the line is 5395 if you do want to text the studio. Uh, apparently, it's pie run day today from Andre. Oh, see you soon, Andre. Uh, no rain today, and I can see blue sky, smiley face, and Dinosaur Jr. at exactly the same time as it would have been on Max TV after school. Nice call. Uh, BFM has actually got a really good live session with Dinosaur Jr. <clears throat> on the 95BFM YouTube channel. If you've not seen it, it's up at Roundhead, and, man, it's wicked. Um, if you're a fan, uh, definitely worth a watch. His local legends, Jang.
Fountain, performing live at Auckland Town Hall July 29th as part of Elemental Nights. Tell me that you're crazy, but my love. The 2021 Tate Prize winner returns, bringing to life the cinematic folk punk noir of her acclaimed new album, Iris. Beastie, don't wanna have to rain you now. Red Fountain, Friday, July 29th at Auckland Town Hall. Get your tickets now from elementalnights.com. Brian, I'm so sorry. I forgot your birthday. No worries. I also uh, tripped over your PS5, bailed into your collection of rude novelty shot glasses and really freaked out oh, your dog. You what? So my shout at the beer spot? Yeah, go on. Grab your mates and hit the beer spot. With 40 delicious beersies on tap and five locations Auckland wide, the beer spot is your tappy place. Bookings recommended. Find out more at thebeerspot.co.nz. So, we found your CV very impressive. Is there anything else we should know before we begin? I'm a pretty full-on philanthropist. A patron of art. Okay. There's perks, but for me it's about giving back. And is that relevant to data management? Support Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki as a member from as little as $55 a year. Free entry to exhibitions like Heavenly Beings, Icons of the Christian Orthodox World. Get discounts, access special members-only events and more. Become a member today. Go to aucklandartgallery.com. What's a seven-letter word for Street Fighter? No idea. Okay, what about treasure trunks and six? What does that even mean? Shit, you're useless. Don't you know anything? I know that tonight at Ponsonby Social Club there's... Speech Act Theory, live, followed by DJs Bobby Brazooka and TDK. Go on. And tomorrow... Nathan Haynes, live, followed by Alicia and Andy JV. Sweet as. One of those actually solved 13 across. Same old Ponsonby Social Club, 152 Ponsonby Road. Nadia Reed is coming to the Town Hall and she's bringing a 12-piece string section from the Auckland Philharmonia Orchestra with her. Be cardholders if you want to win yourself some lovely old tickets and just listen to BFM Breakfast all this week for your cue to enter. Nadia Reed, Sunday, July 24th at Auckland Town Hall as part of Elemental Nights. Tickets from elementalnights.com. BFM Drive. Thanks to the Beer Spot. Your tabby place.
Gunja, Joint, Doobie, Doo, Chronic, Ace, Lobo, Loco, Love Boat, Bud, Buddha, Blunt, Pot, Pat, Pin, Chiba, Chiba, 420, and Hashish, or Hash for short. It's all marijuana. This is Marijuana Media. Come in. Brought to you by The Hemp Store at 253K Road or shop online at hempstore.co.nz. Do it there. Coming, Chris Valley from the Hemisaw. Are you there? Good afternoon. Kia ora, Johnny. Uh, where about, whereabouts are you at the moment? You're not at work today? Ooh, well, we're high up in the hills, sheltering from the rain. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. Uh, is it yeah. is it raining out west at present? It is now. Raining very hard, but the sun was just out before, so, uh, you know, fear, fear not. Uh, the, the rain will all be over soon. Now, hey, now just speaking... There you go. Is, I'm into weather predictions yeah, now. <laughs> speaking about the um, being out in the beautiful Whitex... Uh, where in Auckland has the best view for a session? Wow, we should open that up to the readers, I think. But uh, certainly, uh, you know, along Scenic Drive gets my uh, tick. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Mount Eden, of course, a classic. Mount Eden. Can't go past that. We can't drive uh, up West, there anymore. West Haven, yep. always nice at night time, eh? Yes. With the colours colours on the bridge lights and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also at home in front of the TV is quite good too. Okay, yeah, good view, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you like, really. Uh, five Whatever three, floats your boat. 5395, <laughs> your number one session spot. Uh, let us know. Uh, Chris Valley, where are we starting this week with um, Cannabis in the Media? Mate, let, let's start down the bottom. Uh, Dunedin. Uh, J-Day was a couple of weeks ago now, almost, but uh, just had some uh, coverage there in Critic, the, uh, the student magazine. Um, and uh, their uh, reporter, 
bravely, they, they say, bravely uh, reported from us the smog and conducted interviews over blasting techno and Bob Marley. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they talked to, to Bert Holmes, a, a local uh, organiser down there, which is great. And then they ran into some guy um, uh, called Fraser. I'm going to read this out because it was a great quote. Uh, critic uh, T. Arahi uh, made Fraser a Jada participant feel like a cannabis act- advocate. Uh, he became one in front of their very eyes, I think, once they got him talking. And he says, uh, if I had my way, we'd do this every weekend. We'd get the cars out of here, get people back in the octagon. No separation, man. Oilless, an SUV, that. And beep, alcohol, and beep, bad alcohol. This should be our space every Saturday, all night. There you go. Just thought I'd uh, read that out. But, uh, yeah, they actually um, put in the beeps in, a, in the, the written. So, yeah. He also um, described... Uh, cannabis laws as a human rights issue and it is it's very social justice this whole um that whole line you know i think that is really you know the strong takeaway from this because it's often minorities that are copping most of the flack for this mm, exactly yes mm. exactly that is exactly right i'm um, still uh, to this day despite their uh the best efforts and recent, cha- uh, you know, changes and things. Māori are uh, three times as likely to uh, to be arrested for cannabis, and uh, I think it works out about six times as likely to end up with a conviction. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, and and uh, interesting down there, they, they shared the octagon with the uh, um, uh, anti-war in Ukraine uh, protest and um, uh, anti-oppression of Palestine protest um, was all in there together in the octagon. I thought that was quite cool. They're all calling for uh, peace and, and against war, and you know, in their own way. Um, and uh, well, nice link here because also calling for an end to war and these kind of paramilitary operations. Um, Northland, New Zealand Herald, and the uh, the North Advocate, I think, uh, reported Northland aerial cannabis operation finds more than eleven thousand plants admit amid ongoing criticism. And uh, it is behind a paywall, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, the interesting thing is that the police were trumpeting out, as they do, of course, oh, we found all these plants. It turns out that of the 34,000 plants um, that the police uh, seized this past summer, or didn't seize, they sprayed and walk away is usually what they do. Mm. Um, they, uh, uh, about a third of them was in Northland. Uh, Waikato had a little bit more. That was actually the number one spot. Um, there were six regions in total. We discussed this last week um, that, that did it, and, and the rest did uh, none at all. Auckland was one of the ones that did none, and, and the Waitemata uh, district, which covers just north of Auckland, also none as well. So good on the uh, the local police for you know opting out of that. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the interesting things there is, is because they do just spray with this poison and then fly on to the next one, they actually don't know... Uh, where the plants are destined. Are they recreational? Are they medicinal? Uh, the Ministry of Health says 42% of cannabis consumers are using it medicinally. Mm. Uh, so presumably that proportion of the supply, uh, you know, at the very least, would, would be medical too. The police don't know which crops they're destroying. Um, and they also don't know whether they still go, you know, sold anyway uh, by unscrupulous growers or people who don't realise they've been sprayed. Mm. Um, you know, they actually don't know. They have no idea. So it's yet again one of these things where... Um, in, in the guise of uh, supposedly protecting us from ourselves, you know, they actually go around causing more yeah. harm. It <clears throat> becomes a health uh, But we all know that, of course. It becomes, you know, it complicates it even further and becomes more of a health issue if people consume yeah, it. And then, yeah, and then meanwhile, boy, oh boy, this came out uh, just yesterday, stuff. Uh, a million cannabis plants to target for southern operations. So while up north, <laughs> the police are flying around, you know, spraying all this poison and going around busting people saying that they don't target the small people and all that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but if you can get a permit 
and uh, there's an operation down south set up in that old Matauri timber mill, that one that was all full of the aluminium dross a little while ago, it was a bit controversial, and uh, well now there, there's some people down there growing cannabis, or at least being a nursery, and providing cuttings to local farmers, and they've already done some trials over this past summer, according to here, 800 kilos a hectare of uh, hemp, hemp blossom, hemp flower, um, which they say is worth 150 a kilo, um, and uh, this is uh, CBD crops, these, these hemp crops. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that was interesting. They're aiming for a million plants this, uh, the, in the next, uh, you know, next summer. Do you know what the uptake is like with local farmers? Is this just a, another crop to carry uh, for producers? Well, it's funny you should say that because there was a farmer in there called uh, Grant Scott, uh, farming for 25 years, um, and he saw an ad in a farming magazine about the trial, and mm-hmm. he thought, well, I'm going to get involved in this, and he, he said that there was a summer drought, 60k an hour winds, um, a third of the 1,200 seedlings survived. So I thought that was interesting. Only a third survived, but uh, but it was in a drought. And but they were happy with that. They thought that was enough. And what they it sounds like they were using it was for riparian planting to um, yeah. you know mop up nitrates and things. And he's saying, well, even if you basically get nothing for it, then it's good enough for that. Ah, uh, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, um, yeah. Do, do you know much about the the scale of the riparian planting, or sort of you know like how big these uh, strips of hemp are that they're planting along rivers yeah. and creeks? I think that's the kind of thing you'd get a, you know, your farm consultants and things in to mm. look at your contour of your land and your flows and what your inputs and outputs are and all that kind of thing. But I think that's the kind of thing they calculate on site. You know, you don't just want to chuck it down and hope for the best, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, do it properly. That's kind of cool, though. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, and but I, my one question about that is, hemp is uh, seasonal, so you just put down one one crop and and then mm. sort of half the year there's nothing there protecting the creek? Yeah, yeah, and in the winter when it's raining hard, yeah, that, that is one of the uh, the shortcomings for it. And and also, can you use that? You know, you, you don't necessarily know what it's taken up, and, um, you know, can that product actually be used uh, mm. for something medical, you know, further down, or is it does it just become what? mulch for the cows? W- wouldn't it become... Can they use the hemp for, like, fibre and that sort of thing, like uh, clothing and textiles? Uh, you, yeah, you could if you're doing it with a hemp license. Yeah, yes. I believe these guys are doing it under a medical cannabis license, so okay. you wouldn't be able to there. But um, but yeah, yeah, you, okay. you could grow exactly the same plants under a hemp one or a medical, depending on what your your end use is going to be. I've got more questions about this, Chris. Just about okay. riparian planting. Uh, can, yep. Is there any way that you can uh, have a a cannabis plant that will go all year round on a riparian strip? Ooh. No, not not in our um, it, it's our daylight hours. Be, it, technically, yes, it could be bred. You, you, you could there, there are some um, genetics from sort of the Arctic Circle and stuff that that uh, when you take them away from their you know their massively long photo period and put them in other places, you can mm. do some stuff with that kind of genetics to try and inhibit that. But basically, it's an annual, and as the daylight gets uh, shorter over winter, you know, it wants to flower and, and it wants to die at the end of that. You know, so okay. that, that's kind of what you. You're fighting against there. All right. Um, yeah. On to the next story, Chris Fowley. Okay. Right. What was the next one? Uh, we've got uh, a medical marijuana, or yeah, medical marijuana firm struggling for bank accounts and insurance. Oh, there you go. This is another paywalled one, unfortunately, in the bloody newsroom. But uh, but I thought it was interesting because. Um, I've been through it myself with, with Zcan, um, but but one of the, the here's a little tip for anyone wanting to enter the industry: um, 
get, go with a locally owned bank, you know, and maybe do that anyway. But uh, Kiwi Bank will, will bank with the medical cannabis industry as long as you're legit and aren't a doofus, you know. I mean, if you're a regular business type thing and, and you, you haven't got a bad record, but um, Kiwi Bank will bank with the medical cannabis industry. No one else will. Um, so that's the little secret behind uh, what some of the newer entrants to the industry are kind of working out for themselves. Uh, this story was about Skyman Industries, who based out in Te Atatu, and uh, they're finding that they can't get a bank account or insurance and, and things like that. And uh, yeah, so there's a little pro tip: is, is go local because uh, these foreign-owned banks just don't want to touch it. Um, if they have any kind of ownership that flows to America in particular, they just don't want to touch it. Now the irony there, though, um, rather than the change to our New Zealand law. It's actually going to be changed to American law that's going to fix that. Um, and there's a, a bill going through Congress and Senate right now called the SAFE Act that is going to do exactly that. It's going to sort out the federal banking system so that all the legal uh, cannabis companies can actually do their banking and things and um, pay proper taxes and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, they reckon that'll pass this year anyway. So uh, that should sort a few things out for local businesses too. Uh, what, what happens if it's a bank that's operating in New Zealand, but it goes back to a US bank with the headquarters in a state where it's legal? Does that still affect... Yeah, because it's a federal thing, right? So it's still illegal at a federal level. And, mm. and uh, yeah, so that's just how it is. So okay. um, once this federal law goes through, it, it's going to sort all that out, I think. All right. Um, I mean, they, they get things like, um, in America, they get taxed on their entire revenue and they can't deduct any operating expenses. So you imagine if you sell like $100 of cannabis to someone and you actually have to give a third of it to the government straight away before you've even paid the cannabis or the anything you're not just paying tax on your profit but you're actually they, they tax your all your income as if you know a hundred percent of it is profit mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of weird and then they won't take it electronically so people actually have to hire these armored vehicles stuffed full of cash and drive them down to the tax wow. department <laughs> yeah it's incredible so uh, anyway yeah that, that's kind of the flow-on effect that we have over here in new zealand mm -hmm. as, a, as a result of uh, their laws over there now, um, uh, on the good news front, yep. I do like to bring some good news, and that's today, uh, woohoo, today, uh, three new medical cannabis products approved uh, by the Ministry of Health. Um, two of them, oils, uh, this is Canasouth, who people have probably heard of, they're on the old stock exchange and stuff. Um, they, they have, I believe it's imported oil, uh, but it's in different uh, cannabinoid ratios than the other ones that are available now. Uh, so, so that kind of, you know, adds to people's, uh, the, the, the options that are there. And the other is a bud called uh, Shishkaberry, described as medium THC, Shishkaberry. And uh, that's in 35 gram bags, uh, so a good hefty bag. Uh, they're saying it's a month's supply, so uh, uh, that should be in pharmacies uh, pretty soon, I think. Excellent. Um... Uh, and uh, anything else? I mean, is, is it the hemp, Mate, hemp, hemp uh, news? Good old hemp store news, uh, and that is that. Um, bloody hell, it's our 25th birthday. Can you believe it? Um, this coming week uh, marks 25 years since we started back in 1997. Whew, boy. Uh, it's incredible. Well, I find it incredible, <laughs> to be honest. But, um, yeah, so uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to thank uh, particularly our, uh, all our staff that have, that have had us going all over the years and still to this day, but, mm -hmm. but our customers, you know, the, the reason we've managed to stay open this, to this day is because of the support of our customers. So, you know, thanks to everyone. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've got a bit of a sale going on. Um, if you want to jump on our website and chuck in the special code, secret little code, it gets you 25% off. Uh, so EST1997. 
1997. EST as an established 1997. That's the one. Just EST. And just to remind you, it, it's right there on the front page of the website. When you go there, you're going to just see it right there. In fact, on every page of the website. So there you go. Most you don't even excellent. have to remember it. It's right there. Uh, we've had a uh, text through saying, Chris Valley, I'm not a huge smoker, but man, J-Day is one of the coolest events I go to every year. Not to mention it's also the holy grail of people watching. Right on. Hey, that is a great review. That should go on Google. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've I got to agree. The people watching is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, and, and it is. It's a great cultural day, and whether you're a big smoker or not, or not it's a part of, uh, you know, the Auckland uh, institution, you know, now. We've been going 30 years. We're, we're you know... Uh, to have it there in Albert Park, it, it, it's um, you it's know pretty it, special. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's part of Auckland's annual calendar. Mm. So uh, 